Hey, this is Pastor Hubbard. I'm the pastor of Connecting Fellowship and welcome to Life on the Ship. Thank you for joining us. I pray this sermonic discussion inspires you and empowers you to connect with the true and living God. Enjoy the message. Enter into his gates with thanksgiving and into his courts with praise. Touch your neighbor and say, neighbor, Pastor Hubbard's going to talk about gratitude matters. Amen, amen. You may be seated. Gratitude. Gratitude matters. Gratitude matters. Father, bless these next few minutes as we seek to expound and explain your marvelous works. pray, God, that you would grant unto us a mental adjustment, that you would increase our mental capacity right now, so that we can hear and receive what the Spirit has to say to the church. In Jesus' name. Life is short. More and more each day, I'm coming to realize just how short life can be. And in a world of calamity, chaos, and cancellation, precious things can become easily lost. Say amen when you can. With the rise of social media and escalating tensions of divisiveness in our country and around this world, things that really matter in life can easily slip away. Beloved, sometimes circumstances out of our control can cause loss. But oftentimes it is our own choices that cause us to lose the things that mean the most. Are y'all in here? My brothers and sisters, all of us have different needs and priorities in our life. But I contend that there's one thing that all of us share in common, that is the absence of certain things in life can cause us to feel incomplete cause us to feel inadequate and even imperfect. While our lives and priorities, my brothers and sisters, may differ, I want to argue that there are some affairs, some issues, some matters that are vital to living a life of blessing and fulfillment. I need to say that one more time. I said there are some things that are vital to living a life of blessing and fulfillment. And it is those weightier matters in life that we need to fight for 
and become a defender of. My brothers and sisters, that's why black lives matter. That's why Black Lives Matter was born. Black Lives Matter was a call to action in response to a state-sponsored and sanctioned violence and anti-black racism. When when black Americans grew weary of young lives such as Trayvon Martin and Tamir Rice and Walter Scott and Sandra Bland and and, uh, uh, Mike Brown and Ferguson and George Floyd lives were snuffed out like a flickering candle. Black Americans rallied around the phrase, Black Lives Matter. The phrase, Black Lives Matter, born out of racism and police brutality. Are y'all listening to me? Black Lives Matter was a rallying cry for a downtrodden and disenfranchised people looking for hope to rise up and exercise their civic responsibility and to fight injustice. Well, I come this morning to tell you that just like black lives matter, I contend that there is another matter that matters. That is the principal point in our passage that we owe a great debt of thanks to the writer of this 100th song because he reminds us that gratitude matters. And our text, the psalmist, makes a case for gratitude. And it is this writer that reminds us that being thankful matters a great deal to God. Thankfulness matters because our lives are a constant fluctuation pattern of inconsistency. Can I get a witness here? Sometimes our gratitude is strong and sometimes it's weak. Sometimes it's right and Sometimes it's wrong. Sometimes it's up. Sometimes it's down. Sometimes it's good and many times it's bad. But in the midst of all of our inconsistency, the psalmist testifies that God continues to be good. Oh, I said God is good. You see, that is the case for thankfulness. That is the argument for gratitude that we ought to be a grateful people because God is good. I said God is good. In our text, the writer gives credence and credibility that God is good. Can't you hear it in the text? Did you not hear it in the reading that God is good? Because first of all, the text tells us that he's God. I said he's good because he's God. I got to say that again. I said he's good because he is. He's God. I said he's God, I tell you. He's God whether you like it or not. He's God whether you co-sign or not. He's God whether you vote for him or not. He's still God. I said he's God, he's God, he's God. And you ought to get excited about that because he is the one that created us. He is the one that woke us up this morning. Did you not hear the psalmist say that? Not only is he God, but God is good because he made us. Yeah, yeah. So we are not ourselves, not ourselves, that, that we are, 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 God is good because we are under his provision and his protective care. The psalmist writes, we are his people. That ought to do something to you. 
that we are his people. That ought to make your head lift up. That we are his people. That ought to make you throw your shoulders back. Lord, have mercy. We are his people. That we belong to him. Not only that, but we're the sheep of his pasture. God is good, I'm trying to tell you. That's the good argument for gratefulness that he is good. Can I get a witness here? Every blessing that you and I received is the result of the goodness of the Lord. Our blessings did not come because we we have in every instance been good. Our blessings came because he is good in every instance. He's been good. Can I get a witness here? Somebody testify that God is good all the time. Somebody heard that. Somebody believes that. Somebody knows that. Somebody can't confirm that. You ought to be able to affirm that. In fact, you ought to touch your neighbor and tell him, neighbor, God is good all the time. Uh, we don't always, but we, we, we don't always do the right thing, but he does. <laughs> we don't always say the right thing, but he does. We don't always go to right places, but he does. <laughs> we don't always do what we know to do, but he does. Sometimes we do what we feel and not what we know is right, but he does. <laughs> we, we are good sometimes, but I come by to tell somebody that looking and listening and that God is good all the time. And when I think about the fact that there's been times that I have let him down. When I think about those times when I went in the opposite direction. Yet he still woke me up. Clothed me in my right mind. As my grandmama used to say, gave me a reasonable portion of health and strength. I said, God is good. And when I think about the fact that I sometimes did some things that disturbed him. And how he could have snatched, yes, the very breath from my body and let me fall dead in the middle of my misbehavior. Yet he spared my life. You don't have to get excited about it. I thank him that he didn't wipe me out when he could have. I said, God is good. And this text is tailored to teach us that gratitude matters because God is good. And you ought to tell the Lord, thank you. Oh, y'all not going to talk back to me. I said, you ought to tell the Lord, thank you because of his goodness. But uh, God is not just good. But the psalmist says that his mercy is everlasting and his truth endures. Are y'all in here? It endures forever and to all the generations. The psalmist becomes overwhelmed by the goodness of God until he begins to see other tangible truths about God. He says, I see the unchanging characteristics of a faithful God. I have to pause here and testify and tell somebody that God is faithful. Anybody know he's faithful? Oh, don't fool me now. I said, is there anybody who can wave their hand or open up their mouths and declare that God is faithful? He is faithful, I tell you. But when we examine the biblical record and times and time again, God's people conclude that God is a faithful God. Moses proclaimed in Exodus chapter 34, verse 6, the Lord, the Lord, the compassionate and gracious God, slow to anger, 
abounding in love. Here it is, and faithfulness. Jeremiah declared in Lamentations 3, verses 23 to 23, he says that the Lord's loving kindness indeed never cease, for his compassions never fail. He says they are new every morning. It didn't become so overwhelmed by this idea that he says that great is your faithfulness. Isaiah testified, oh Lord, you are my God. I will exalt you and praise your name for in great faithfulness and perfect faithfulness you have done marvelous things. Uh, You have done marvelous things, things planned long ago. Joshua got in on this party. He said, wait a minute, not one of the Lord's good promises to the house of Israel failed. Everyone was fulfilled. And my brothers and sisters, all I'm trying to show is that we serve a faithful God. He changes not. You see, this brother was aware that God, if he had chosen to, could have fluctuated every time we fluctuated. But he was aware that God could have changed every time he changed. But his awareness taught him that in spite of his innocence, God remained faithful. Somebody should have shouted. Somebody missed that shout cue. I said God remains faithful. Even when we have been unfaithful, that's why gratitude matters. Gratitude matters because God is consistently faithful in spite of us. That's why it matters. That's why it matters how we assemble. Are y'all in here? That's the first thing that gratitude matters. It matters how we assemble. You see, when we understand that we serve a God who is good and faithful, it matters how we come together. You see, when we have to realize, when we come to realize the richness of God's goodness and his faithfulness, it matters when and how we come together. The psalmist, in the very recent, says that our assembling (laughs) matters. Our assembling together matters. Can't you hear it in the text? Enter his gates with thanksgiving and into his courts with praise. In other words, gratitude, my brothers and sisters, is not accidental. (laughs) I said it's not accidental. Accidental is a word which means unintentional. Accidental is a word that simply implies that something happened unexpectedly. Accidental is a word that simply means that something happened in the matter that was not planned or intended. In other words, accidental just simply means it was a surprise. And I'll come down to tell you today that when we come together, it ought not be no surprises. The psalmist teaches us that gratitude is not accidental. Enter into his gates with thanksgiving. Why? Because gratitude ought to be intentional. You see, thanksgiving is deliberate action, which means when we come together, we come with the intentions to give God thanks and praise. Matter of fact, when I woke up this morning, I came with the intentions to give God thanks and praise. Y'all not going to say amen. He says, enter into his gates. That's the first point of interest of thanksgiving. You see, before we get to the praise, we must first give thanks. Maybe that's why our praise sometimes falls flat. 
Could it be because we have entered into his gates in the wrong manner? I said, could it be because we have entered into the gates in the wrong way? Uh, Somebody called this the dark side of gratitude. We enter into his gates the wrong way. We enter with worry. We enter with doubt. We enter with frustrations. We enter with our failures. We enter with all kinds of troubles on our minds. Somebody holler. It matters how we assemble. Uh, Can I help somebody here today before we get out of bed, before we put one foot on the floor? We ought to prepare ourselves to give God thanks. Can I get a witness here? We ought to pause and tell the Lord, thank you for waking me up one more time. We ought to pause and tell the Lord, thank you for, yeah, 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 for putting breath in my body. I said, thank you, Lord, for one more day. I said, I'm grateful, that Lord, that you have watched over me and my family all night long. I said, before you put a foot on the floor, you ought to have a conversation with God that prepares your heart for worship. The psalmist wants us to know that when we gather, we should come with intentions to give God thanks. We should come purposefully to tell of his goodness. We are not to come just out of tradition, but we should come with a mission and means. <laughs> oh, y'all like going to say amen. But we ought to come with a means to express appreciation to God for all that he has done for us. You see, when we assemble, we come with our hearts and minds ready to give God thanks. The thanks that he so rightly deserves. But what I love about this text is not only is gratitude not accidental, gratitude is also not ambivalent. Uh, In in other words, it's not vague and vacillating. It's not quiet and reserved. Gratitude and praise, can I get a witness here, gets loud sometimes. Y'all not going to say amen. I said it gets loud sometimes. The Bible says in this text, he says, make a jawful noise. It is a call to turn up the volume. It is a call to make a joyful noise. It's a declaration to turn up the praise. You see, my brothers and sisters, when I attend one of Houston sports franchises on the Jumbotron, they flash across a huge screen, crank it up. Sometimes they'll they'll flash across the screen, get loud. And when, when this crank it up and get loud comes across the home screen, it is a signal to the home team to get loud because the volume of our celebration, the volume of our praise, the volume of our appreciation to our home team disturbs the opposing team. Get loud. Motivates the home team. Get loud. Encourages your neighbor. Get loud. Encourages, yes, other fans who have become passive and uninvolved. My wife, whom I love dearly, gets on my nerves sometimes. Because when we're at home, she's always telling me to turn the volume down. She says, turn the volume down on the TV. You see, I want to come by to tell you that there are some things you cannot view silently. Oh, y'all ain't going to say amen. When, when you're watching uh, a good team, 
that's playing a good game. Somebody say, turn it up. You see, when you're watching an exciting movie, and, and it's getting gooder and gooder, somebody say, turn it up. Because volume, are y'all listening to me? Volume makes the moment legendary. Volume makes the moment memorable. And I don't know who, oh, I don't know uh, why you can be silent when God has done so many great things for you. I don't know how you can just sit there when God has been good to you. I don't know how you can keep your mouth closed when God has put food on your table, clothes on your back, roof over your head, gas in your tank, money in your pocket. I don't know how you can remain silent when God has blessed your family. God has blessed your children. God has blessed your career. God has blessed your business. I don't know how you can just sit there and not turn up the volume. Because turn up the volume because God has been good. Turn up the volume because volume makes the praise legendary. Volume makes worship more memorable. But not only does it matter how we assemble, it matters how you answer. I said it matters how you answer. The text says be thankful unto him. You see, that is the believer's response. That is the proper response of the saint. Be thankful. Did y'all hear me? He says be thankful. Not critical. Not unappreciative. Not unresponsive. But be thankful. And he tells us that we ought to be thankful, not occasionally, but every day. In fact, the songwriter helps us to appreciate the fact that we ought to be thankful every day when they said every day is a day of thanksgiving. God has been good to me. And every day he's blessing me. Every day is a day of thanksgiving. So take the time and glorify the Lord. When should I glorify the Lord? today. Where should I glorify the Lord? Wherever I am. Why should we engage every day in gratitude? The songwriter said it is because he keeps blessing me. He keeps blessing me. He opened my eyes that I might see. He keeps on. Oh my God. He keeps on blessing me. So take the time to glorify the Lord today. It matters how you answer. Be thankful to him. Charles Hatton Spurgeon said gratitude will never be outdated. Did y'all hear me? This prolific preacher of the past said that gratitude will never be outdated. And I come by to tell you that there are some items in your pantry that are stamped with an expiration date. There are some pills in your pill box that are stamped with an expiration date. There are technology that's stamped with expirations. I just upgraded my phone, y'all. Yeah. I'm back online, baby. (laughs) But wait a minute. I didn't, but here's the thing. I didn't go back to where I came from. I had a Samsung. Uh, 
In fact, most of my life, all I've had was Samsung. But when the last one found his way in God's seat, I left it in the sea of forgetfulness. And when I went to the T-Mobile store, y'all, I told the lady that I didn't want what I had before. I I wanted something differently. In fact, I wanted to experience something even better. And she said, sir, I got something I think you ought to look at. And I said, well, walk me over and show me what it is that you got. She took me over to the iPhone section. And she showed me various models of the iPhone. And uh, I saw one, y'all, that I really like, but the way that my bank account is set up. I couldn't get that one. And so I told the lady, no, 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 that ain't the one for me. And she said, wait a minute, so I got something else for you. So she went down just one more model. And I said, that's the one I want. And she gave me what I wanted in the color that I wanted. And I want you to know that there are some things that are stamped with expiration dates. But there are many things in life that we can't count on. But there is one thing that never grows tired. There is one thing that never grows old. And that is gratitude. My brothers and my sisters, gratitude is fundamental. Be thankful unto him. And bless his name. Why? Because he has a name that is deserving of thanks. Oh, my goodness. I said he's got a name that's deserving of thanks. In other words, my brothers and whatever you need is wrapped up in his name. Do you not realize that that's port in his name? Can I get a witness here? That's love in his name. That's healing in his name. That's forgiveness in his name. There is provisions in his name. Whatever you need is wrapped up in his name. There is, oh, my voice is about to change here. There is salvation in his name. There's peace in his name. There's joy in his name. Yeah, somebody holler, he's got a good name. That's why the psalmist says, bless his name. Why? Because it matters how we answer. But wait a minute, I see one last piece and we're about to get here. Finally, he says, it matters where we aim. (laughs) It's right here in the text. Be thankful unto him. Bless his name. You see, our thanksgiving and our praise and our gratitude ought to be directed and aimed at him. Are you listening to me? I'm thankful that the Astros won. But I'm pointing to him. I'm thankful, but because of he, I got food on my table, but I'm, but I'm pointing to him. I'm thankful for the checks I get in the mail, but, but I'm thankful because it comes from him. I got to leave you now. But is there anybody in the sanctuary who has a reason to tell the master thank you? I said, is there anybody who can testify? Yes, that the Lord's been good to me. I said, is there anybody who can testify that the Lord has been real good to me? Uh, I said, is there anybody who would stand and tell somebody if it had not been for the Lord on my side, I wouldn't even be here. If gratitude matters, then we ought to thank him. If gratitude matters, then we ought to tell him thank you. 
If you know that he's been good to you and you uh, have come this far because of his mercy and his truth, then you ought to turn to somebody and tell your neighbor, when I think about how good the, the Lord has been to me, something gets all over me. And I have to tell the Lord, thank you, sir. Thank you for being good to me. I know I don't deserve it, but thank you, sir. Excuse me if I get excited and a little emotional, but, but I know what God can do. You see, because a few days ago, my mother had high-risk surgery. They removed cancer from my right lung. It was risky, I tell you. But can I tell somebody that God brought her through the surgery? But wait, wait, wait one minute, wait one minute. I got to tell you that the, the surgery was risky, but even more riskier was the post-operative care. She was in tremendous pain, y'all. Severe agony, y'all. I've never in all my life seen my mother in this condition before. And for the first time in my life, I felt helpless as a son. Because I knew that my bank account couldn't fix it. I knew that my connections couldn't change it. There was nothing I could do to ease her pain. Nothing I could, I could do to stop her agony but to pray. So can I tell y'all what I did? I called on the one who's more than able to help me. I called on God and my brothers and my sisters. He heard my fever cry. And he answered, by and by. I saw God take the pain away. I saw God ease her agony. I saw God move on her behalf. And do you think that I would come to this place this morning and not tell the Lord, thank you? I come by to say, thank you, sir. Thank you for answering my prayer. Thank you for being a God who's still here. Thank you for moving on behalf of God's people. Ain't he all right? I said, ain't he all right? If God has done something for you, you ought to crank up the volume and get loud. When we get loud, we disrupt, disrupt the enemy's plan. When we get loud, we're giving God the glory. And I want to know, is there anybody in the house who would join me in giving God the glory? Give him the praise. Because ain't he all right? I said, ain't he all right? Is there anybody who gratitude matters? And that God gets excited when he finds people who are cocky and say thank you. The Bible says there were ten men who he healed for them. They went off walking. Oh, and one of them discovered that his hands started looking new. He discovered that God had done something and changed his condition. But instead of going in the same direction, he made a U-turn. Came around and told the Lord, he said thank you because he understood that gratitude matters. And I want to know, is there anybody who knows that gratitude matters? And so whenever God does something for you, don't you keep it to yourself. When God has healed your body, you ought to tell him thank you. When God puts money in your bank account, you ought to tell him thank you. When God turns your negative situation, you ought to tell him thank you. Because gratitude I said gratitude. Gratitude matters. Gratitude matters. 
And so when we continue to go on in this month, don't you live these next 30 days being ungrateful. Don't live these next 30 days acting like you did it for yourself. But when he wakes you up before your feet hits the floor, you ought to lift your voice and your hands towards heaven and tell the Lord, thank you, sir. Thank you for all that you have done for me because gratitude matters. Thank you for listening. Tune in next week for another uplifting and inspiring message by Pastor Hubbard and the staff of Life on the Ship. For more information about our church, go to connectingfellowship.org. We are Connecting Fellowship, connecting people to Christ, church, and community. Thank you again for listening. Have a great week, and God bless you.